very often when you're presented with a new data science problem, you have all this data, you have these vague business questions and everything seems like a bit of a blur. And then after you spend a lot of time plotting through the data and building your various models, things, an image starts to appear um, through the haziness. And to me, that is really exciting. Hi, my name is May and welcome to another edition of Mathematicians. Today I'm joined here by the amazing Aditi. She has a degree in mathematics and an advanced degree in applied mathematics and has been working as a data scientist for just over two years within the world of finance. Welcome to the show, Aditi. How are you doing? I'm good, thank you. Thank you for having me here. Awesome. Well, it's lovely to have you here. Um, I think it's great to have someone that comes from a maths background that is now working as a data scientist and just hearing your perspective on your journey and in industry. So why not start off by just walking us through the motivations as to why you chose that career path and how your career's evolved since then? Um, yeah, so I think it was, I was in my... Um, second year of my master's program and I was trying to figure out how do I take this degree and make something of it and how do I find a career that fits this educational history that I have and I was starting to hear about data science and how data was becoming a big thing with companies and everyone was investing so much into it and when I started um, studying Kind of taking those um, online courses to try to see if I can teach myself how to do this, I realized that, and also from talking to people, I realized that you can have um, this skill in applying data science, um, in using data science to various industries. You can, you know, you can apply it to healthcare and then use similar skills and go apply that to finance, go apply that to something in the tech world. Mm -hmm. And I thought that was really interesting because that would allow me to, you know, check out, try out, work on different types of problems mm -hmm. um, as long as they're interesting with this skill set, with this one focused skill set. So I thought that was really interesting. Yeah. Awesome. I, I remember when I was graduating, I kind of was deciding I came from a technology background and I was deciding, should I go into consulting or should I go into finance, more specifically at the time, investment banking. And you know, one of the reasons I chose investment banking was I felt like I'd get to learn in a more focused way about an area before I went on to consider consulting in the area. Right. And, and I was also attracted by the fact that the investment banks sort of paid the most any new graduate could. And generally, the, the finance industry had that sort of... Um, attribute that was attractive about it. So what were your motivations specifically for finance and, you know, as a career that you've worked in now for the last two plus years, how has it evolved um, from a data science perspective and just more generally as a long-term career option to consider? Um, so I think when I was looking for my first ever job coming out of college, I wasn't really, I didn't have an industry in mind. Like I said, I was just looking for interesting problems to solve because I figured with data science, you can, you can hop around if needed. Um, and I guess what eventually drew me to finance was that the um, problem I was presented with for the job that I eventually took seemed interesting yeah. to me. Also because it, it seemed to me that um, in finance, there's, you have to account for so much of human behavior, mm -hmm. um, seeing how people spend their money and how people organize themselves. Um, 
So it, it, it seemed to me like there were a lot of different types of data sources that could be used, could be useful in finance. And that was, again, interesting to me. Awesome. So how would you define your role in terms of, you know, what types of data sets are you looking at from a very high level, of course, and what types of analysis are you, are you doing as a data scientist to add value to the business? But what is it that you deliver, generally speaking, that they couldn't do without that really helps the business? And move forward. Yeah, um, so I deal with different types of financial data and I would rather not go into too much detail Absolutely. about the specifics yeah. of that. Um, I, um, my main role actually is to develop models, is mm -hmm. to take the data from data prep, data cleaning to um, developing a model out of that and then I'm not that involved in the productionizing side of it, but you do have to kind of keep that in mind when you're developing the models. Okay. Um, another aspect of um, my experience in data science so far has been kind of keeping the business question in mind. Because very often um, your business partners, the ones who want you to solve this data science problem for them may or may not have the background in data science, may not, may not may or may not have the technical background. But um, so your job kind of becomes helping to translate that business question into a data science question and then communicating the results back to them right. um, to get their feedback, to get their buy-in. And that ends up being a big part of, of my job at least. So would you say that's more about explainability or being able to sort of storytell? Like what skill would you describe that specifically as and how can one go about trying to improve in that area as a young data scientist or even as an experienced data scientist? How can you develop that skill better? Um, I think one thing that has really helped me in that is, and this sounds kind of obvious, but it it's it's not as easy as it might seem because you when you really, really, really understand what you're doing. Um, so it's, it's more than just kind of high level applying some kind of ready-made function available in Python to your project and then you get a result and then you package that and that's good to go. But, but when you really understand what's going on in the weeds of what you're using in your code, in your math, mm -hmm. then being able to translate that and um, explain that to a business stakeholder and then incorporate their feedback becomes much better. Right, right. Do you think there's a benefit, you know, if I was someone where I've worked within investment banking, say as an equity research analyst, and I decided I wanted to make a career switch and I did, you know, a course or advanced degree, do you think that background really benefits me in terms of understanding the business and being able to sort of develop those skills that you've mentioned about explainability and being able to sort of, you know, connect really with what the business is trying to do? Um, of course, I mean, any kind of deep understanding of the business would definitely help a data scientist, for sure. Mm -hmm. So, I guess in that vein then, how would you sort of, you know, consider someone looking at, you know, things like MOOCs, for example, or perhaps even self-study, because there's lots of free tools and resources yeah. available, um, or even saying, like, you know, perhaps I've come from a liberal arts background, I want to look at something more sort of STEM focused, uh, perhaps a statistics advanced degree, where would you put those sort of buckets of people in terms of this is what you would suggest, what do you think from an employer's perspective is most useful um, and how, how does it really help prepare you 
for a career in data science? Um, so, I mean, my, my master's degree was in applied mathematics. I didn't exactly study data science per mm -hmm. se. So these online courses were basically how I taught myself um, data science. Mm -hmm. But my background in, my academic background in statistics and math really helped and has kind of been, um, yeah, I, I would say it has, it has really helped in this case. Um, so for anybody kind of coming into this field, um, trying to do data science without, a, without necessarily without a background in statistics, I would say that statistics would be the biggest bottleneck to overcome or math and statistics. Right. Um, before taking a out-of-the-box course in data science or in machine learning, I would say spend some time with a statistics course or a textbook and just make sure that you have that background as solid as you can get it. Right, right. Awesome. So, you know, with data science, it, it can still be a very blurry term um, in terms of what a person is specifically doing. You know, someone can call themselves a data scientist and in, in some firms, they're really analytics people um, or people might say they're hiring for a machine learning engineer, but really hoping that they also have some data science skills. So rather than talking about, you know, what these titles mean, because they can change so much for every company, can you walk us through broadly what tasks are involved in the entire data science process um, and, you know, where they fall in terms of how technical um, and how client facing they can be? Um, yeah, I mean, just like you said, um, the, the way companies define data science mm -hmm. is a little arbitrary at, at this moment. Um, you can be called a data science, but you're actually one data science at one company and another one somewhere else can be doing very different things. Yeah. Um, but I think on average, um, being a data science at the minimum involves um, data cleaning and data prep, mm -hmm. um, involves developing some models in typically Python or R, mm -hmm. um, keeping productionization of the models in mind and at least, if nothing, communicating with some data engineers mm -hmm. on the productionizing side of things. And of course, an overarching concept in all of this is keeping the business question in mind. Um, Sometimes the data scientists might themselves be the ones communicating with their clients on or the business partners on that business question. Sometimes you have dedicated product managers to do that. Um, but I think that the business side of things is certainly a very core aspect of being a data scientist. Right. So what are you what do you think are the biggest misconceptions about working as a data scientist? Um, I think the field has been hyped up so much that um, People hear all these fantastical stories about um, what data science or machine learning or deep learning or AI can do, whatever these terms mean to anybody, um, that very often when they get on the job, they don't realize that it's far less glamorous day to day. Mm -hmm. You might spend a ridiculous amount of time um, just cleaning the data. Um, before you even get to any actual modeling. And then even the modeling, there's a lot of grunt work involved, a lot of, um, yeah, it, it's, it's hard work and it does not seem glamorous. It takes a lot of time to get, to see results right. uh, sometimes, and sometimes the results are just 
not as exciting as you would have expected. Mm. So I think that is um, a big misconception. What is the most exciting part of being a data scientist then? Um, I think for me, very often when you're presented with a new data science problem, you have all this data, you have these vague business questions and everything seems like a bit of a blur. Mm. And then after you spend a lot of time plodding through the data and building your various models, things, an image starts to appear um, through the haziness. Right. And to me, that is really exciting to get some clarity after, you know, being presented with a vague, hazy mess of data. So that discovery process yeah. and actually seeing it unfold. Yeah. Fascinating. So what would you then say? I know it's a tricky question, but what would you say is like the single most important skill in, you know, wanting to be a data scientist that you really need to either possess or cultivate? Mm -hmm. um, and I know it's a difficult question because, you, I mean, why should you pick one? But if you had to pick one, building your own super data science team, what would it be? What would you be looking for? Oh, I'm going to have to say there are two. Um, two, okay. We'll let that, you are, that are kind of tied. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, I would say... Um, deep curiosity and perseverance. I think they go hand in hand. Then I can join your team. <laughs> yes, you can. <laughs> right. Uh, yeah, I think, I think those two skills are really important. And what way can one sort of assess whether they are deeply curious people? What are sort of like the markers for that that you would look out for? Um, I guess if you get exhausted um, trying to find that needle in the haystack, um, if you don't feel driven by some innate curiosity to keep digging, to keep pulling the thread to see what happens, um, then yeah. I like your responses because they don't focus on the technical tools which are always changing, but those fundamental core skill sets as a person that really yeah. allow you to thrive in the career. And that's also kind of why, right? Because the fundamental methods, the models, the algorithms, the tools can keep changing and it's up to you to keep up with them. And for that, you have to persevere through reading all those, you know, research papers or blogs or whatever you need to read to be up to date with them and then to just be curious about what's out there. Absolutely. And then there is also the aspect of, you know, a lot of people that are data scientists, usually, I think that the, the statistic is about 79% of data scientists in 2019 either have an advanced degree or a PhD. Um, and there is a trend saying that it will pull backwards towards just people with degrees just becoming more and more data scientists because of all the changes that's happening. What do you think about the places of having PhDs and how do their roles as data scientists, which tend to be more research focused, differ from the other roles that don't require PhDs, for example? That's a little bit trickier to um, delve into. Mm. Obviously, having gone through a PhD, someone would probably have gone through a lot more academically rigorous work. Um, so would one would presume would be naturally better suited to tackling the more technically difficult tasks that mm. come with data science, machine learning, um, all of that. Um, so there's definitely a very high demand for technical PhDs in the industry. But on the flip side, side, what I've heard from PhDs is that the bottleneck that they find, and this is just what I have 
or anecdotally, is that um, for people who spent a lot of time in school, um, even if it is for a really advanced degree, uh, the bottleneck seems to be that they don't have enough business experience. Right. Um, so I think people want a good mix of the two where right. you have the advanced technical skills through education or whatever, but also demonstrated ability to deal with, like I've been saying, the vague business questions Absolutely. and business partners and everything. What's it like working with the business in terms of how are you... It almost sounds like you, you also have to sort of play a role of persuading them towards <laughs> a solution. And how do you deal with that? And how, is, how have your skills improved in that area, given now that you've worked in the industry for a couple of years? Um, it's been interesting because uh, I've always been someone who's um, been behind a book or behind a screen or, you know, um, with her nose in the book, basically. And this has been a huge learning experience. Which is good. I mean, I've, I've had to develop a skill that I never focused on before. Yeah. Um, hopefully, it has grown. Um, it, it's it's been a challenge, and it's been good. So, you're from a math background. And, you know, you. I always hear things like, you know, data science. Is it it's is it more of a science or more of an art form? Is it more math? Is it more coding? What are your thoughts and experiences, um, generally speaking? Um, is it more math or is it more coding? There's a lot of coding. There's a ton of coding, but there's a lot of math underlying all of that um, coding that you're doing. Um, so I think, again, even for the, is it more for science than an art? I would say it is much more an art than you might think. Mm. Um, so it's a healthy balance of both, in both cases. Right, right. And So it seems like there isn't just one type of person that is, a good data scientist necessarily. Um, obviously, the curiosity part is very important, but people from various types of background can be quite a good sort of like blend for the industry, generally speaking. It's just those, you know, additional skill sets of statistics and the rigor of that still need to be developed. But it explains why there are so many people across various industries more and more wanting to get into it. And obviously, there's a big rise in all these boot camps online. How would you recommend, because you've been through that process as well, even though you do have an advanced degree, how would you recommend deciding what boot camps and on online courses to go for and which ones are sort of like um, useful? Um, I think more than the boot camps, maybe it would be, like I said before, um, good to first make sure that your fundamentals in math and statistics are solid. Mm -hmm. Because once you have that, ability to um, grapple with technical language and you understand mathematical terminology and you understand basic concepts, um, going through any bootcamp is much easier. Um, so I, I think more, I mean, like, like you said, there are a ton of bootcamps out there and I have obviously not sampled all of them. <laughs> I'm sure there are many, many really good ones, but uh, spending some time getting the basics of math and statistics right. Absolutely. Would be the best. So do you have any sort of final words for aspiring data scientists or machine learning engineers, wherever the case may um, be, um, especially the ones that are aspiring and looking to cross over or perhaps they're at the stage you were a couple of years ago, finishing an advanced degree. Um, what would you advise would be the things they can do or the steps they can take um, to crossing over into a career like this? 
Well, the industry is getting highly concentrated right now because, like you said, it's, it's everyone seems to want to do this because it is um, so up and coming. Um, yeah, you just got to study a lot and read a lot. <laughs> it's, it's, it's work. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's great. The internet is there. There's lots of resources and tools. Um, did you utilize things like GitHub a lot in terms of practicing, you know, some data science projects, the practical element of it? Because obviously, yeah, you do have to read a lot. But, you know, in that sense, what was your experience? Um, try to do Kaggle challenges as much as you can, um, just to test yourself against other data scientists. Yeah. And instead of doing um, data science projects in your own little vacuum mm -hmm. without comparing yourself to others, it, it's much better to do it with some kind of um, benchmark available. Kaggle, that's a great one. Fantastic. Well, it's been a pleasure having you today, Aditi. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me. Awesome. Thank you so much for watching this episode. Please drop your comments and likes below. Do follow and share. And I'll see you on the next episode of Mathematicians. Have a great day.